0: Love. Baby, make a little wish This will be perfect on the top of a tree Oh, Martha Oh, Christmas thing you've been dreaming of Christmas of love I want you all to look your best tomorrow You don't have a chance with her You're eight years old and you have a beard Has everyone given their gift? I haven't. Uh (sighs) Merry Christmas, Martha May. Why do you have a bag on your head? Probably because he's embarrassed by that idiot or his gift. <laughs> Mr. Grange, please take the bag off. Yes, you take it off. Huh? Put the book down. And your face.
1: a time of jubilation. What could be worse than this celebration? Out with flu floopers down with jing-tinglers, open your wallets, your savings, and jinglers, take down this tree, the lights in your stores, what's more revolting than wreaths on your doors? What's that you say? You're not full of cheer? You think Christmas a waste, the sham you sneer? You can't imagine, can't think of a reason why anybody would celebrate this ridiculous season. But perhaps you share just one tiny inch, something that deeply bothers the Grinch. Is happiness here? Is this what it's for? Is Christmas perhaps a little bit more? Perchance, this is weird. You might think it's strange, but maybe it's time for something to change. Indeed it is, my friend, the Grinch. But before you go, don't move an inch. The people have come from New Brunswick and Nutley. They're here. I bring you good news of joy and great cheer. Can we hear some great cheer? Oh, lend me your ear for a minute or so. Jesus has come, so Grinch, you must go. Be go, go, go. Shoot, scram, beat it. Poor little sucker. Give him a hand. That's a a good Grinch right there. Man, I'm glad you're here. Hey, I do want to welcome you to Christmas Eve uh, liquid style. We got special guests, special welcome, particularly if you're watching on the big screen in New Brunswick or Nutley, thrilled to be together to celebrate Christmas Eve with you. Um, My name is Tim. I'm one of the pastors here, and I have to honestly admit, um, I love the Grinch. Uh, It was one of my favorite Dr. Seuss stories kind of growing up. How many of you remember that magical snowy land known as Whoville? Right, all the who's, yeah, loved Christmas, except for the Grinch who remember if you remember he lives way out on Mount Crumpet, right? Kind of on the fringe. And his hatred for Christmas kind of began at that class party when he was eight years old. He loved Martha May who who rejects him, right? Nothing like a girl to just strike to the heart. And uh, his peers kind of laugh at him. And the Grinch goes, and he becomes this outcast of society. He lives out in the mountains, away from the Who's in their Christmas cheer. But the truth is this, guys. There may be a little Grinch in all of us. Would you admit that if you look close? Because some of us, I know a secret, some of you actually dread a little bit of the Christmas stuff, okay? All the spending, all the singing, okay? I like Christmas carols, but if I hear Justin Bieber sing "Mistletoe" one more time, I go bell tower, <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like the, you know, the cost of the whole thing, right? We spend money we don't have on stuff we don't need to give to people we don't like. And this is, uh, and there's the chaos of the season: the parties, the recitals, the extra church services. Maybe a friend dragged you here. Uh, how many of you are going to be cooking and traveling, okay, over the holidays? You're probably going to be, you visit their relatives, you've got to gossip about them on the way home. There's so much to do. Uh, it's no wonder people think that Christmas is expensive and just flat out exhausting. Um, and then there is the heart issues, right, that come with, with the holidays. Um, on a serious note, uh, I have a friend who is, uh, his, his spouse actually is not with the family this Christmas, left home uh, this fall, and, um, and Christmas Eve is a mixed bag for their family, honestly. He said to him, I don't even know if I should bother coming to church. He said, honestly, it'd be easier to, to just kind of stay home. Christmas can be very hard to navigate when part of your heart is wounded or hurting or you, you feel alone. And it's like, what has happened? And how do we actually get a little of that joy of that first Christmas back? Here's the deal. In the beginning of God's story, and we've been looking at this the last couple of weeks, we're told that Joseph and Mary had a family that was in crisis. They had this unplanned pregnancy The shame and the scorn of their family and friends kind of, you know, on them. And they were on a road trip when Mary first gave birth to a baby boy. And it was no ordinary child. It's an angel of the Lord actually told them, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means, let's say it together, God with us. So if there is a part of you today that feels disillusioned or maybe even isolated at Christmas, here is evidence that you are not alone. When God sent Jesus, his son, to this earth, he was saying two things. One, that regardless of whether anybody else in this world embraces or rejects you, one thing is constant. God loves you and he is with you. The most famous verse in the Bible, even, casu- even casual CEOs know this. You know what a CEO is? It's someone who goes to church twice a year on Christmas, Easter only. And I know some of you are here tonight. Even you know John three sixteen: For God so what? So love the world that he gave his one and only son and whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life life with God that's the good news that God so loved the world at Christmas he sends Jesus on a mission of love so we would never have to be alone again now I understand you may feel alone at times okay maybe maybe you're single you wish you had family or or you're single again like my friend and the holidays are candidly it's a difficult time for you I I get that in fact you don't even have to be alone to feel alone. Maybe you're part of a big family and you constantly are giving and giving and giving to others. You're a caregiver. And there's a lot of people in your life who you are responsible for. You have all these responsibilities and and you feel like you can't handle it all yourself. And right now you're thinking about what you got to go home and make this preparation and that. And you got to call. So in the middle of all the masses, you feel alone. To which God says, I make a promise. I will never leave you. And I will never abandon you. That is an incredible promise. That God is with you all the time. Even at this moment, you may not feel it, but here's a secret. It has nothing to do with your feelings. God's love is based on his character, not your performance. It's called grace. You can't make God stop loving you, even if you tried. The love of Christ is relentless, honestly. Jesus did not stay a baby boy. He eventually grew into a man, and when he died, he stretched out his arms on a cross to die in your place. It was God's way of saying, I love you so much, this much, so much it hurts. I'd rather die than live without you, and that's what Jesus did. Even today at Christmas, we can't fully comprehend how much God the Father loves you. He is radiating his love at you at this moment. It's like an ant trying to understand the internet, to try to get your mind around that. We don't have the brain capacity to understand the depth of the Father's passion for you. He is with you, and he wants honestly to put his son's spirit in you. You know, we talk a lot about the Christmas spirit and some think, you know, the Christmas spirit is all about the decorations or the trees or, you know, blinking antlers or whatever it is. Oh, he's cherry. He's got the Christmas spirit. They think it's about music. They think it's about traditions. But Christmas spirit isn't about like the possessions or a posture. It's about a person. Jesus Christ comes personally into this world as a human being. And when we make him our Lord, he sends another person into our hearts. That's the Holy Spirit. It's the Christ mass spirit. It's, it's like this incredible exchange takes place when you come to Christ. God takes your old wounded heart and gives a trade-off. He gives you a brand new spirit. It's like the ultimate white elephant gift exchange. You guys ever do white elephant? You, did that? you ever do that? Like kind of a fun gift, gift exchange? We did that at our office, the liquid offices this week with the staff. Kind of fun. Everybody brings a bogus gift, like something like no one would ever want, right? And you try to dump the crummy ones on your friends and get the good one for yourself. And the crummiest gift in our entire office white elephant was this disco shirt. Take a look at this sweet runner right there. Okay? The best purple sequence. The best part of this is no one actually bought it. It's from the Liquid Kids Daddy Daughter Dance and it was sitting in their costume closet. So some scoundrel from the Liquid staff forgot a gift, took this out of the closet, wrapped it up and get okay, I'm not going to tell you who it is, okay? His initials are Pastor Mike. I'll just say I'm just saying that, okay? And Poor Lauren Vacari, who does our 411, got stuck with this, taking this home, okay? And she had brought an iTunes gift card. Like, it was like the worst gift exchange of all time. But in a lot of ways, when, when God sent Jesus, it was the ultimate gift exchange. In exchange for our broken, conniving, disco shirt, sinful heart. God fills us with his goodness. His, the Bible says his righteousness, which simply means he forgives our sins and then he heals our wounds and puts his spirit inside of us. And that's supposed to change everything. We get rid of this nagging feeling like, you know what, I'm all alone in the world. I'm unlovable. No one loves me. I can't love anybody. I hurt too much. That orphan spirit we all have inside actually gets changed. Romans 8 explains it this way. He says, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And now we get to call him Abba, Father, For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are what? We are God's children. Do you know what happens when you receive the Christmas spirit? Sorry, not the Christmas spirit. When you receive Christ's spirit within you, you get the power to change. The mistakes you've made don't define you any longer. The Father's love for you does. The stress that you feel doesn't actually eat you up, but this inner peace kind of just pervades your heart. And most significantly, I think, when somebody hurts you, okay, lets you down or steals your joy, your own heart doesn't just grow cold and bitter, but you receive this supernatural power to forgive just as Jesus did on the cross. When Jesus looked at his enemies, the people who caused him the most pain in this world, did he curse them? No. Instead, he prayed, Father, what? Forgive them. Forgiveness. Ours with God and then ours with each other is what the Christmas spirit is all about. I remember as a boy, um, the most upsetting part of how the Grinch stole Christmas for me was when the Grinch comes down from his cave, when he'd kind of in the middle of the night and he starts stealing all of the town's gifts, all of the presents. Do you remember he takes a vacuum and kind of sucks all the ornaments out of Mary Lou Who's, Cindy Lou Who's little thing? And I, she watches helplessly as he takes the toys. And, and I remember at that moment as a kid, stealing a kid's presents. I was the first time I ever understood what sin really was. <laughs> but in a Christmas twist, little Cindy Lou does not actually chase the Grinch. She doesn't curse him and join the mob that wants to string him up. Rather, she nominates the Grinch as chief cheermaster, and she forgives him. And forgiving somebody who's hurt you bad is not something others typically understand. Well, I wonder who could have done this. I'll tell you people
0: one thing invite the Grinch, destroy Christmas. Invite the Grinch, destroy Christmas! But did anyone listen to me? I did. No. You choose to listen to a little not to be taken seriously girl who hasn't even grown into her nose yet. Cindy, I hope you're very proud of what you've done. If she isn't, I am. I'm glad he took our presents. What? I... Well, I... I'm glad. He's glad. You're glad. You're glad everything is... is gone. (laughs) You're glad that the Grinch virtually wrecked... No, 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 not wrecked. Pulverized Christmas. Is that what I'm hearing from you, Lou? You
1: can't hurt Christmas, Mr. Mayor because it isn't about the the gifts or the contests or the fancy lights That's what Cindy's been trying to tell everyone
0: And me She's been trying to tell me What is wrong with you? This is a child She's my child And she happens to be right, by the way I don't need anything more for Christmas than this right here. My family.
1: Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas!
0: Merry Christmas, you hunk of burning
1: who! You look so sad. Look at me. Look at that face. Merry Christmas, you hunk of burning who. Ah! <laughs> come, come on for the love. Who's feeling the love? Oh, See, the who's learned the Christmas spirit. It's not about the presents. It's not about the trees, the lights, but rather it's the spirit of Christ in our heart that actually lets us forgive. Christ changes us from the inside out. I mean, is there somebody, let's get serious for a minute here. Is there somebody in your life who's offended you this fall? Who's wronged you? Maybe somebody in your family, don't nudge them now, it's Christmas Eve, let it go. Maybe it's at school or work, somebody who's made your life difficult. And the truth is, God wants to free you from the pain of that bitterness. Because when you resent others, when you hold that in your heart, it is like a cancer in your soul. It's gonna eat you alive if you let it. That's why Colossians counsels make allowance for each other's faults and what? Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, The Lord forgave you, so you must what? Forgive others. Christmas is about reconciliation. The first gift that Jesus offers is our forgiveness with God. The second gift is the power to actually forgive others who hurt us. Reconciliation. I mean, is there a broken relationship in your life that maybe God is asking you to restore this Christmas? Maybe you've hardened your heart towards your spouse. When a husband and a wife get back together, one makes the first move. That's reconciliation, the spirit of Christ mass. When a father and son have been at odds, there's family friction over the years. And one finally steps forward to forgive. That's reconciliation. They restore the peace and the spirit of Christ prevails. That's what the angels announced at the first Christmas. Peace on earth and what? Goodwill to men. Christ is born in Bethlehem. The prince of peace is born. See, when you ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, the Prince of Peace is born in your heart. You experience peace with the Father, and then you have the power to make peace with your brothers and sisters. And all of a sudden, you know what happens? Oh, my gosh, the stress just goes down a notch. You don't walk around as angry as you used to be. You don't get as ticked off as you did because you learn to cut people some slack because God the Father cut you slack. Circumstances don't control you any longer. A, a, health, a health crisis, that may steal your peace, but God gives you his presence. You lose your job, but not your joy. Something you desperately want, a relationship, a, a home, a job, may be delayed, but you know what? You're a lot more patient about it. Why? Because the peace of Christ is present in your heart, and that's a gift that can never be stolen from you. See, guys, how you respond right now to whatever situation is squeezing you this fall, your response means more than you know. If someone has wronged you and you forgive them, things may change. Come here. Christmas, after all, is forgiving. Now for the final note in my symphony of downright nasty,
0: not niceness. The crescendo of my odious opus. Oh, the wailing and the gnashing of teeth. The bellowing of the bitterly bombed out. It'll be like music to my ears. Then the Grinch heard a sound, rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. Huh, huh. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sounded merry. But it was merry, very. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing, without any presence at all. <coughs> He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same! (laughs) Mr. Grinch! And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons! It came without tags! came without packages, boxes, or bags! And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought. Doesn't. From a store, maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. And then, well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes
1: that day. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> and the meaning of Christmas finally came through and the Grinch found the strength of ten Grinches plus two. Christmas is the perfect time of year to give grace to other people. In sending Jesus, God gave grace to us. God gave us not what we deserve, but what we desperately need, forgiveness. So I just want to ask you a very personal question. Who do you need to forgive this Christmas? What reconciliation in your world needs to take place? Is there anyone in your life you need to rebuild a relationship with? Because that's the spirit of Christ mass. Peace on earth, the angel said, and goodwill to men. Goodwill, peace, forgiveness, reconciliation, goodwill. Grace says, I'm giving you forgiveness and more. I'm going to bless you. And you may say, I couldn't do it, Tim. You don't know her. She is a Grinch, for real. (laughs) The dysfunction is too much. The hurt is too great. They hurt me too bad. I can't let go of it. I can't forgive them like that. And you know what? You're right. That's why you need Jesus, okay? You don't have it in you to let go. That's why you're still holding on. You have to ask Christ into your heart first and then let him change it with his spirit. And until that happens, guys, I'm going to shoot straight. You don't have a snowball's chance in Whoville of letting things go. Only once you receive the Father's love do you receive the power to love and let it go. Go, Grinch. Go. Go, go, go. Go ahead. Grace to you. Go, go, go. Give the Grinch a hand. We actually love the Grinch. Grace to you, my green friend. (laughs) Grace to my green friend. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, this has been kind of a, a fun night, and we just wanted to give kind of a kid-accessible message, but here's the deal, guys. This isn't just a story for kids tonight. It is for every single man and woman in this room. If you're in New Brunswick or Nutley, you're not here by accident. I get it. Maybe a friend or a family member, you know, a family member drags you here, and you're doing them a favor. You decided to come to the last minute. I get that. But you know what? God knew you were going to be here. <laughs> Even before you were born... He knew you would be here at this Christmas service. And understand, this is God's gift exchange. He has been waiting your whole life to give you the gift of his son and exchange your old life for a new life in Christ. That's what Christmas is about, guys, and Jesus is the gift. Jesus is just simply your heavenly Father's way of saying, I have seen every hurt in your life, and I have never stopped loving you. I've seen everything you've done. I've seen it. And I've seen everything done to you. You know what? You matter to me. I'm the father you've been longing for. And you are the child I love. And he wants the rest of your life to be the best of your life. Christ can bring peace to your heart. But first, you've got to open the door and receive that present. You've got to let him in. So I'm going to pray right now um, a very simple prayer. that I, It's not scripted. It's just the prayer that I prayed when I kind of, in my life, first realized I was in need of a heavenly father and stepped across that line to receive the gift of his son. It's a very simple prayer, and so what I'm going to do is all our campuses, I'm going to ask you if you would bow your heads just now. I want to lead us in a moment of prayer. And if these words express the desire of your heart, you just say in your mind, me too. Me too, God, I'm in. I receive the gift of Jesus and ask you to come into my heart. You can pray with me along in your mind. Father, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. What a gift that you loved me enough to send your son. That he was born of a virgin, and that he died for my sins, but he was raised for my life. Right now, I invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart. Cleanse my spirit and put your Holy Spirit inside of me. Make me brand new. I want the rest of my life to be the best of my life. And I give you my heart today. Father, I thank you right now for just the men and women who are renewing that at this moment. Father, I thank you for people who at this moment are making that decision for the first time. Father, I ask that you would confirm, speak to them right now with a warmth in their spirit, Lord, that can only come from from God, that you have heard them, that you have pronounced them forgiven in the name of Jesus, and pour your Holy Spirit into them, Father. We celebrate, we, we rejoice at Christmas. Thank you for allowing us into your family and letting us live for you. It's in Jesus' powerful and amazing name. All God's people said together, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you are inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com